0: Some things
1: worth fighting for What about our freedom And this piece of ground We
0: didn't get to keep them By backing down They said you don't realize The mess we're getting
1: in When you start your preaching Let me ask
0: you this my friend See your homeland undefiled And her people blown away Have you forgotten When those towers fail We had neighbors still inside Going through a living hell And you say we shouldn't worry about Ben Laden Have you forgotten?
1: the footage off my TV,
0: said it's too disturbing for you and me, it'll just read
1: it's what the experts say, it was up to me, I'd show it every day, some say
0: this country's just out of looking for a fire. Have you forgotten? When those towers fell we had neighbors still inside.
1: Night show. Gosh, it's hard to get through that without crying, man. am just saying. It's uh, one of those uh, songs, you know, that just grabs you from the, rips your heart out, you know? And you know, that's good because we, we should not forget. Should not forget, you know, almost 20 years has gone by since that happened. It's crazy. I don't know about you guys, but I don't. I don't feel 20 years older, you know. This morning I was on uh, I was on uh, a morning stretch call that I'm on every day with my Legal Shield team, and and uh, you know Celebration Friday is is how we open the show and or open the call, and you know we say good morning, woohoo, you know, and and you know there are some of us that were like good morning, woohoo, you know, <laughs> this is our Friday call, yay, it's a good call, but um, after We started the call, one of the, the lady that was leading the call, Lynn, she, um, she mentioned, um, September 12th, you know, and and who we were then versus, you know, who we were the day before. And, of course, she started to cry. And I'm like, really, Lynn? It's only 7 o'clock in the morning here. And yet it was interesting because a couple of people um, were on the show or on the call. And there's one guy, Jason, who I may have as as a guest coming up on our show, he he was just a high school graduate. And he had uh, decided to enlist in the military after that. Um, and then he did eventually became a legal shield person and a whole bunch of other interesting stuff happened. But, but, you know, the, the perspective of that was very interesting. And then my friend Lynette, who's been a guest on the show as well, she actually spoke about how, uh, her and her husband who were in the military and they had been out, they decided, even though they had a little boy, I think, I think her kids were both very little, like five years old or something, Uh, They decided, you know, that they were going to re-enlist, but they they were told that they were um, too old, (laughs) which, you know, I messaged her and I said, you know, I'm glad that you're too old. I mean, honestly, because, you know, 20 years ago, she would have been 34, I think, so. No, now that everybody knows her age, but whatever, um you know, anyway, in the perspective, and I was in graduate school, earning my master's degree and and learning that my mom had stage four cancer around the, almost the exact same same time, and uh so it's it's you know all of us know where we were, uh Randall and I have talked a lot about that. I actually have audio footage of george Bush and and all that that we've played in previous years, but tonight, you know, I invited Tommy Norman, Pastor Tommy, on the show, um, knowing it was September 11th. Didn't really think too much about it when I when I scheduled her because we did it on air last week. Uh, but it's been, gosh, I don't know, at least a year since you've been on my show. I think you were on my show for like seven or eight times a couple years ago, and. Uh, A lot of stuff has happened. So tonight, you know, you guys, this is unscripted. You guys know who we are. Um, And you know Tommy. You know me. So, Tommy, I'm glad that you're here. You're all set up. Good. There you are. I can't hear you. So I've got to unmute you. Hold on a minute. I'm asking to unmute you. Okay. There you go. All right. Hey. So it's, it's been a while since you have been here. I wish I could give you a big hug because I missed you. And uh, I'm glad you're here. Um, and how are you doing? I'm doing good.
0: I'm, I'm excited to be with you again tonight. And it, I can't believe it's been a year, but it's always a pleasure. I watch your show all the time and I just feel like like I'm right there with you guys. I love I love your sense of humor and your boldness and your faith and uh so it's always a pleasure it's kind of like coming home honestly to, to actually be out with you yeah well anytime
1: it's just you know i think what it is is we cut the show back from five days a week to three and so i'm only interviewing people one one day a week so it's it's made that difficult but it's frustrating, (laughs) but that's okay. Okay. So when, when I invited you on, you and I, uh, a number of months ago when COVID hit, um, you know, you and I had a nice conversation on the phone (laughs) and, 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 you know, it's interesting. I want to talk about nine 11 first because obviously we want to respect the day. Yeah. Um, And let's just be honest. A lot of people think nine 11 was also kind of a government, Issue conspiracy. I don't know what you think, uh, but I do. I I do want to hear your thoughts. Where were you on nine eleven? You, I'm
0: um, obviously you remember. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I remember well. I was working uh, at a doctor's office, and I was um, taking patients back. Is that, that? I was taking patients back, um, and so I was walking through the lobby of our doctor's office and then back to where the patient rooms were. And as I walked through, one of the secretaries said to me, uh, one of the the World Trade Tower was just hit. A plane just flew into it. And I said, it was probably a terrorist attack. I have no idea where that came from. Well, I kind of have an idea where it must have come from because I had... I, I didn't know anything like I know now, just in terms of, you know, uh, the world and, and our enemies and terror and all this. Um, and she said, no, they just think the pilot got lost. And uh, so then, you know, within a very short time after that, of course, the second one was hit. And, uh, you know, that whole day, I remember at one point, the doctor that I was working with saying... Can we just get back to work? Can we just, can we go ahead and take care of patients? But it was hard because, um, you know, everything was happening in real time. And so I'll never forget that day. And as you mentioned, the day after, just, and even later that night going home, you know, and being with uh, my kids and, and my husband and just not knowing, like, what does this even mean? What is the world going to be like? Is something else going to happen? So yeah, I just, I remember all of that all too well. Yeah.
1: Well, and and you were in Michigan then, right?
0: Yeah. Yep. Still here in Michigan. And yeah, we were home then.
1: So we were, Randall and I were in California and and it was interesting because uh, we had gotten up and Randall was getting ready to go to work and I was getting ready to go to school or something. Uh, but we flipped the TV on, and our actually, Randall's co worker called him up and said, Turn on the effing TV. <laughs> You're not going to believe what's going on. Um, but I remember later that day, uh, all around our neighborhood, and we lived over by the Angel Stadium in the Crystal Cathedral people were honking their horns and they had flags on their cars and they were riding around and screaming America. (laughs) And I think, I think that's what Lynn was referring to this morning. You know, that there was a unity in our country that, that even today we don't have. And honestly, 19 years has gone by. So can you imagine, I mean, (laughs) if somebody had told us we would be in 2020 dealing with the invisible con, called COVID-19 would do you think that we do, do you think that we would have believed it
0: no <laughs> and i was just telling somebody i was walking today out at in at our park at one of the many parks we have around here there's a whole um, memorial out there for 911 with a piece of the steel that was recovered from you know close to the site and the whole thing and i told her that one of the doctors that i was working with that he made the comment that like the next day, he said, this is the end of all this partisanship. And this is the end of this, you know, the trivial things of life. And like that, that will be no more. And, And, you know, that unity lasted for, I don't know, a couple months or something. But I do remember the patriotism that came out of that and people putting the flags on their cars and just feeling that sense of unity and support and banding together and coming together as americans you know and that that was powerful and then i remember i don't know how long a few maybe it was i don't know if it was years or months after that beginning to hear the ripples of you know of people saying that it was america's fault that 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 happened and that we deserved it and you know that was um I think that I think that it was being said like in the educational system um and so I yeah I remember all the various stages of that and then what a shock that was to think that somebody would say that about America and how far we've gone down that road now to where you know we know what is now taught in the schools and that
1: very thing. Well, the revisionist history books, you know, revisionist mm-hmm. history uh, has, yeah. has re- rewritten that whole thing. and yeah. I mean, when you think about it, honestly, when you think about the nerve of these people, rewriting history with people who are, who live through it all while they're still alive, usually that's done after people are dead, like a generation later. <laughs> but yes. but they've rewritten it like, oh, yeah, I I hear you. <laughs>
0: And you think, why don't, if you don't like America, why don't you leave? Yeah, you know? go, bye. If it's that bad, why don't you just go and find, um, go live in another place if you don't like it here, instead of, you know, trashing our great country. And, you know, I've received some um, criticism for seeming patriotic, um, but I am patriotic and I, appreciate america i love america i don't worship america but i love america and i recognize how different we are you know that we are exceptional and that just means we're different uh the whole world is trying to come here so if it's that bad um then that doesn't even make sense everyone would be trying to get out of here but it's just the opposite the whole world is trying to come here and it's just really sad that that there are people right now literally taking us back in time to a time that we have overcome that we have moved beyond that we have um fixed you know and it's as though it's as though literally as though that part of history that in between part has never even happened so true this is one of the things i'm noticing now and this kind of goes along with it, is just the lack of regard and value for truth uh, anymore. And I think we, that's a problem. I mean, that's a major issue in our, in our time right now. And we're going to have to recover the value of truth. And it's up to the church to do that.
1: Yeah, let's talk about the church.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Because... <laughs> You know, okay, fast forward to now. (laughs) Let's Uh screech back a few months. 2020, you know, January 1st flipped. You know, I have been warning America. You know, I've been talking about, like, in 2019, 2018, 2017, I was talking about how in 2020, Islam wanted to overtake America. I've been talking about that for a long time. I did not see COVID-19 coming. I I did not see that coming. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't think anyone did, unfortunately.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, except the Bill Gates and all those dudes who, yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> the, yeah, exactly.
1: Who uh, who are kind of behind it? I think. So. Yeah. Um... So hi to, we should say hi to everybody first. Hey, I see everybody over there on Periscope. I don't know where anybody else is, but we're not ignoring you. I am, if you guys want to ask questions and stuff, feel free. We'll go ahead and and we'll, we'll answer them. I know Tommy's in Periscope and are are we over on YouTube too? Let's make sure we don't want to ignore anybody. Um,
0: I was just on Facebook. So now I just went over to Periscope so I can see all my peeps there.
1: Okay. And I'm going to go over to Bible News Radio on YouTube in case anybody is there. So, I'm not sure I can talk. I'm going to mute that. Okay, Barb is over there. Hey, Barb. Nice to see you over there. Okay. Uh, If you're listening to the replay, sorry, it's what we do on the show. You already know that, though, if you're listening to the replay. Um, Yeah, so. So, all of a sudden, it was. A pandemic in America. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, uh. And in the beginning, I honestly thought, I thought, well, okay, you know, it'll be interesting to watch what the church does. And then they banned church, right? They told us not to go home. They told us not to go to church, which, you know, a lot of people go to church online anyway, so it's not like it was a huge shock. But then after a month, I began to get suspicious and I started watching you and I was like, okay, she's on the same page as me. Now it is what? Seven months later or six months later. Yeah. And, uh, and now John MacArthur is being fined. They're, they're not letting him, uh, have indoor services or they're going to fine him anyway. Yeah. Jack Hibbs. You know, he's been out on the front line and he's doing it. I I know that they're doing legal stuff against him because he, he talks about it. You know, Rodney Howard Brown was arrested, you know, in mm-hmm. Florida. He was the first pastor arrested for, for holding a church service,
0: even mm-hmm. though
1: he cleaned the church and all that. He did everything. He did everything.
0: I was watching their services and they were spaced. They were utilizing all of their facilities uh, and people were um, social distance. And, you know, he had purchased that expensive machine to sanitize the everything. And yet, and it was his friend that mayor uh, or Sheriff Chad Cronister, I think his name was, that um, actually you know, came and arrested him. And then the next day, yeah, he is courageous. And then the next day, he um, they changed it down there and they made the church, I think it was like the next day. It was very soon after he was arrested and released that they categorized the church as essential. But he said that he he took that stand for the Constitution. And he has been, so after that he had church for like 30 days or something like that, or maybe it was more, probably more. And then, uh, they opened it up and they've been having services now for, I think they're like into like their 85th or 90 days straight that they've been having the stand services on their property there, uh, outside whenever the weather allows, usually, um, you know, sometimes a couple services a day. So yeah, it's, uh, Cheyenne is another one in California. Are you familiar with um, Cheyenne? Mm. He has a big church in Pasadena, California, and he um, he right now, like, he just had a conference, I believe, recently, and, you know, they were it was under the threat of being locked up, basically. They threatened them that they would arrest him and fine him and... Um, so he's another one that is uh, taking a lot of heat right now, but he's standing. He is, he is standing up. And I just saw a little clip of a, uh, interview, uh, that I think Lance Walnow was, uh, had posted of him talking to Cheyenne. So okay. yeah, I'm, I'm encouraged by, I'm encouraged by some of those pastors in California who, who would have ever thought, you know, that, um, Oh, the one first pastor that you mentioned, uh, John MacArthur. Uh, we were just mad at him a few months ago.
1: <laughs> I know about his comments about Beth, Beth Moore. Butthead. Yeah, not, <laughs> I,
0: not a Beth Moore fan, but his comments about women. Right. Uh, yeah, Beth Moore. I Oh, my word. Yeah, she is. Um, she, I have, I am, have been actually shocked at her and just her. Uh, how quickly she's jumped on this whole narrative of, um, you know, of Americans being racist and the church being racist and the whole thing. So I don't know if you, I, I, I stopped, at all.
1: yeah, I stopped following her. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, if you go read the Christian compost website and I, and I do mean that it's, it's, I know. Do you know, the Christian post people is actually not even owned by believers. It's owned by Moonies, I believe it is. Wow. And if if you go there and you think this is what Christianity is, you know, I mean, yesterday, I don't know if you saw this, but Day, David A.R. White, Pastor David <clears throat> Pure Flix, the founder of Pure Flix, him and his wife got divorced. Another article. On oh, it. wow.
0: No, I didn't I'm, see I'm that not, coming. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm not that familiar with Pure Flix, Pure Flix uh I, nor do I have um Netflix and you know I'm glad I don't have Netflix nope. now I've never found anything on Netflix I don't know if it's a generational thing I found one thing and that was the movie Lincoln that's the only thing I've ever found out there worth <laughs> watching but yeah I I didn't know that about uh, about him so yeah, yeah. it's sad what uh, has happened to some individuals uh, in the body of Christ
1: yeah, even um, uh, Perry Stone recently. I don't know if you saw an article about him.
0: I did. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it's it's like Jerry Falwell Jr. You know, of course, I was exhorted by my friend Chaps to not believe the media. But I, I know Julie Royce, who reports on it. And she was with Moody Radio. And she knows how to report. And she documents everything. So it's it's like you got to be careful and i don't generally take this stuff to the show because one of the things i learned from Janet Parshall was to not give the enemy more of a foothold by yeah. kind of doing that to a brother and sister um but the back to the covid thing yeah and, and the response of the church you know um uh what was I going to say? I was going to say something. I've been battling a headache all day, you guys, just so you know. My sinus headache and chiropractic care has, you know, just made my neck and my head hurt more. Um, but what I will tell you is that God is good. I've gone through the day, but it is what it is. And I played pickleball anyway. <laughs> Did not let it stop me from playing pickleball. Uh, but the church... Um, now, oh, that's what it was. There you go. Thank you. Okay. Virginia Prodan came on my show. And I don't know if you saw the interview I did with her, but she is the author of Saving My Assassin. Mm-hmm. And I've interviewed her. I met her in person at NRB a couple years ago. And she came on and she warned America about what's happening in the churches. And basically one of the things that she said is she talked about how in Romania, they basically started taking away the church's rights one little thing at a time. And nobody she said nobody pushed back and she said we have to push back. So she's really glad that the pastors are pushing back. Jack Hibbs, all those guys, John MacArthur, Rodney, you know. They're mm-hmm. all but but what about all the churches that aren't? That's that's what bothers me. It's like where the heck is Joel Osteen? How come he isn't pushing back? And all the other big mega churches, you know, I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts on that?
0: (laughs) I I think it's very, very disappointing. I think it's shocking um, and I don't understand it at all. Uh, I mean, have they read the Bible? (laughs) You know, all of this talk about safety and that safety has to be our number one goal, what? That that is not biblical at all. Um, so I've been extremely disappointed that the church has been so quick to cave. Uh, many um, pastors and leaders that still are not open. If I was in a church that still was not open, I would find another church right away. Because this is what this is what we're made for. This is the time when the world needs us. The most, and all of the stuff that's happened has been while the church was closed down. These the riots that started, the you know just the the destruction and the anti police attacks, and just all of this has happened while the church was closed. The tragedy of people that have um, are you know shut in and have been uh, quarantined excessively people you know loneliness and depression and suicidal people um Mm -hmm. alcoholism addiction overdoses so I think overdoses and suicide the more people have died from that now I think than from COVID so this is when the world needed us most exactly right Dennis over there on Periscope yes Mm -hmm. and the church closed down you know so it's, I've been completely embarrassed and disappointed and, um, you know, and then we had this mantra where you oh, just go online. It's all the same. Just go online and watch and Hey, we're reaching more people. Well, it's not the same. No. They, Barna came out with, um, you know, uh, uh, some research that he did and said that people aren't even watching their own church services, you know, like they're not, watching they're they're not watching they're not engaging with their own church services and i've seen people come online and say oh hey i was able to go to five different church services today it's not the same and i think we've made a huge mistake yeah suicide and uh overdoses then have died of covid yeah um so we got It looks like we've got some censorship going on over there on um, periscope so yeah, I'm I'm very sad that the church was not available. We should have been had our doors wide open instead of trying to make sure that we're safe from the big bad COVID. And so I I pray that every church will open up and open wide because this is horrible that this has happened on our watch and that some churches still aren't open and that we have more faith in this religion of COVID. Than we do in our God to, you know, to keep us and to protect us. Yeah. So, okay, just so you know, I didn't
1: mute anybody over there. So, you guys who are our friends, you make sure that you block the scoundrels that are in there, okay? Because, yeah, Rachel, I would never do that. But, uh, yeah, there's, no, there's some people in here I don't know. (laughs) so we'll we'll just uh do that but you guys know that so i um okay so and think about the okay so here's my experience i love my church i go to a baptist church and uh i was so irritated the first time i went after we opened up because there's warning caution tape all throughout the sanctuary every other row you can sit in It looks like a freaking crime scene and you're not, you know, you're, you're not supposed to touch anybody. And, and you know what I, Tommy, I I just think it's so damn dehumanizing. It is, And and it's like depersonalization. I mean, it's depersonalizing everything. And, you know, and then split, and here's the other thing that really bothers me and we we go on a rant here, but another thing is like in the beginning, and I know and I'm not bagging on my church. I know they're just doing what there's what they can and I know past my pastor's frustrated as heck too. But documenting what service we go to. Okay? And and then when we go into the gym, documenting uh, who we come in with. Documenting cuz remember all the trace app stuff that we were talking about for all that? Notice that that's not being talked about anymore. Like that like with the whole vaccine thing and they're going to be tracking everywhere that we go and everything to see who the heck we're hanging out with and who's going to get COVID. Well, I can tell you in, I haven't heard about one person in my church getting it. I have pickleball friends that have had it and I've played with them and I'm fine. I don't have it. Um, But, but the whole tracking thing should terrify us because Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, we're being tracked by our phones and all that, but when it gets to the point where they're putting a temperature thermometer to your head like a gun, which is what the heck they're doing, and it ticks me off every time they do it, you know, because I feel like I'm being shot, like I, like, like I'm being, like, do you think that's on purpose? You know, they could have gotten the one to lay on your forehead, but no, they get you the gun one, and I'm like, really? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just this whole thing, and then the mask thing, it's, it's a, it's a con. Like today at pickleball. Now you got people who are wearing these these painter, you know, clear sheet things. And I'm like, this isn't doing anything for anybody. Mm-hmm. And you're a nurse, right? You got a nursing background, right? Yeah. I'm a
0: medical assistant. Okay.
1: Yeah. Close enough.
0: Yeah. I worked with one-on-one with doctors at a doctor's office. So And worked through the whole, the last pandemic, which was the H1N1 a flu. Remember that? The, mm-hmm. the, I think that's what we called it because that was the name of the vaccine that we were giving. We were given the regular flu shots. And then we had to make sure that our most vulnerable, like our elderly patients all got that H1N1. And we had to, you know, be very careful and document that very, you know, carefully. Uh, and I think that it was, I think that it was Obama was the president at that time. And he, and it was more people got that than got this. And we didn't do any of, of this stuff. I never got sick. You know, I was right there giving, you know, thousands of um, vaccines for that uh, and seeing people that were compromised and people that were sick and the whole nine yards. We never did. We never did any of that. So um yeah, it, I think that this has been an opportunity for them. I think that it was uh, very sinister. I don't think that it was like an organic thing that just happened. And so they have used this to manipulate and control and transfer. There's been a transfer of money, uh, a transfer of wealth actually has happened in our nation under this. So it's almost like a socialist agenda is happening Money is being taken. Like, I'm here in Michigan, and our governor here is very tyrannical. And uh, she has extended this emergency order, she's in extending it indefinitely, and she consults with no one. She will not talk to um, any legislators at all. She just extends it um, because there's an old law in 1945 that said that she could, you know, declare a state of emergency. But then there was a newer one done in 1970, I think it was 75, that said she could declare a state of emergency for 30 days. Well, and so that's the updated one. Well, she is citing that 1945. And so there's a whole movement here in Michigan, which we have a great grassroots um, people here uh, in in Michigan that are fighting back on this. And now she has just said that our athletes have to wear masks and so now I just heard that some of the our governor's you know most strident supporters are now um, moving away from her and are you know dividing with her over this because they have kids that play sports so these kids that play football they're having to wear you know a mouthpiece and then you know their helmet and then a face mask and how in the world I I refuse to wear a face mask unless if I'm in a establishment and they absolutely insist, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I give them a reason for why I'm not wearing one and 99% of the time they accept that every once in a while they, you know, say, well, you have to, or or we cannot serve you. Then I I make a decision. Um, So, but these kids, I cannot imagine playing a sport. I cannot imagine doing anything strenuous and wearing a face mask, you know, wearing a especially wearing a mouthpiece and trying to play football, and so there is a big. Um, and it's almost like she takes out her anger against the president on us. She's like, "I'm determined. We're coming out of this, and I'm really upset that the president supposedly knew about this." And that's what she recently said. And then she issues this mask mandate for students. So it's it's very, um, it's awful. I think the whole masking thing, I think it is basically, it is programming people. That's not the best word that I want to use, but it is teaching people um, to wear a mask. And I, I know the people that follow me are sick of hearing me talk about this. So I tried to stop talking about it, but it shocks me, Stacy, when I go out and I see Otherwise, intelligent people walking around with masks on their face. I I don't, this is not normal, and but people are accepting it. I, I just saw two elderly people at the park today walking outside at the park wearing masks. And then there was, there was another person that I saw outside wearing a mask. But people have, they are accepting it. I, I think for a lot of people, they don't mind it. They'll even tell you they don't mind it. And so, um, I, I am totally in shock.
1: Well, I have a couple of thoughts based on what you just said, and I know that you're seeing me differently than the screen here. So I'm trying to look at the camera. Sorry. I know. I, I, yeah. Here. yeah. So the, okay. So I got to share with you a couple thoughts, the programming people. Now, this is the thing that Randall and I were talking about, and we talked about it on the show a little bit, which was. How easily people are sheep. Bah! They do what the government says. They do what the media says. And those in the church that spend more time on TV than they do in God's Word, it's like they're not even thinking. We're talking about mass control. I don't watch TV. I know that. I know people like, oh, how could you do that? Well, just like I just learned to drive a stick shift this past weekend, I don't watch TV. <laughs> So just so you know, but I do watch YouTube. I watched Pastor J.D. Farag, which I highly recommend everybody watch um, because not only did I get to interview him, but he's, he has done some really super scary documentation research and uh, his stuff is just like, it scares me sometimes when I listen to it. I'm like, I don't need to be scared, but the, um, uh, but, but the programming, that's, that's, you know, it is programming. It's, that's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. It's complete programming. And, and we are dealing with a gazillion, like we're being censored all over the place. This show is censored. Your show has, I mean, do you remember five years ago, Periscope, we both had a lot larger audiences than we do now. And it's not because there's so many people that like new people come on, there are, but you would think that we would, our audiences would be bigger, but they're not. They're a lot smaller. And yeah. the only thing I can think of is when, um, Ron came on and he shared with me behind the scenes that, that Twitter, he went into the headquarters of Twitter. He said it was one of the most demonic, oppressive environments he's ever been in. And, wow. um, you know, Ron Pratt, um, uh, Papa Bear Alaska. Yeah. But, um, you know, he was telling me that, um that he felt like there were people that uh, and I know he doesn't care that I'm sharing this just so you know I'm not breaking anything but um, and you know his wife died which is was to- totally horrible and I know was, good for her but you know horrible for, the, for him and you know and everything but but he was just saying that that you know they didn't realize Twitter didn't realize probably that he was a born-again believer and radically saved Oh, wow. So when he went into Twitter and he said he could tell that people liked him, but they were almost afraid to really embrace him because he's a Christian. Well, I don't know if you guys know this, but all of a sudden my Twitter account, my Stacey Harp Twitter account, was completely wiped out last week. Oh, my word. 18,000 followers on my account, gone. What? I tweeted them, no response. So I was able to go ahead and get my get my name Bible News Radio is still around but my name completely wiped out. Anyway, so that's one oh. thing. So we are being programmed and the programming that people want, you know, when and and, and I'm going to say this and I don't mean to be mean if it sounds mean, I don't mean it to be mean. But honestly, if you're spending more time watching tv in the liberal media than you are in god's word the enemy's got you because yeah. you're following and believing the lies and tommy i have friends in my pickleball community who i love dearly who have lost their ever-loving minds you know i mean seriously they have gone way <laughs> off the deep end because it it's like they're so scared of what they're reading and seeing and and most uh. of them most of them are liberal I'm going to be honest there almost every liberal friend that I have that that absorbs themselves in the media has lost their mind and I'm not trying to be mean or even attack liberals it's just the fact that that's where they're at so that was one thing the other thing is um you talked about um See, I'm at that age where I write notes, so I don't forget. I'm not. I, I, I do, too. <laughs> but the, um, no, we're just but,
0: professional. We're just professional I, broadcasters. That's I, all. I would,
1: um, you know,
0: There's the no – In this interview.
1: I will, not, um, I will not wear a mask either. I, I have to wear it to go in to play pickleball, though. This is the most stupid ass thing ever. I'm sorry I said ass, but it's so stupid. So we got to put a mask on to go into the building, walk down the hall. Then we can take the stupid mask off to play pickleball. Makes complete sense, doesn't it? It doesn't. But when I got my new glasses, which are reading glasses, I can actually see now. and No more headaches, which is, you know, I'm so happy for. I had to go in. They made me wear a mask. To get my eyes examined, and and I'm like, okay, th- this was funny. So I'm like, okay. And I had these glasses on; they had other lenses. I I changed them to computer, but whatever. Anyway, I'm in there, and he's like, I'm wearing a mask. He's like, okay, go ahead, and you know, cover your your glasses, and and then read. And I'm like, can I take this stupid mask off? It was just me and him. And he's like, no, ma'am. You have to keep it on. And I'm like, do you know how stupid this is, right? I'm sorry, ma'am. This, is, I mean, and then picking out the front, you know, I mean, it's like all that. But, you know, it really gets me. And I don't have my gavel up here. Otherwise, I'd slam it. It's downstairs. You know, it really gets me more than anything is how they're treating the elderly. And the fact that I have not been in my dad's apartment. I have not seen my father in his apartment since March. March, April, May, June, July, August, September—seven months. I have not been in my dad's apartment. He lives three minutes from me, and assisted living—you talk about the mass thing. Those elderly people, Tommy, my, the assisted living where, where I, where my dad is—they're going to do an outdoor concert. This is what they sent me. They literally sent me this email earlier today. I said, "Okay." On such and such a date, Christian singer so and so is going to come. We're going to do an outdoor concert, like in a hundred degree weather, and the residents get to sit over there with masks on, and you guys get to sit across the way with your mask on. And I thought, have you have you lost your freaking mind? First of all, I mean, and and that I mean to me that 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 is one of the most criminal things. I agree. i'm done i'm i could i don't want to sin more with my lips but you know what i'm saying it's- i agree
0: and you have your own father you're dealing with that i i don't have a loved one in a one yeah. of those facilities stacy i am like you and i have read so many stories because in this um stand up michigan movement they th- this whole group they've invited people to share their stories uh And, and so there's all these stories, the group got had like, I don't know, almost half a million people, um, like within just a week's time, people got into this Facebook group. And then of course, Facebook, you know, cut it off and they've had to start a couple different times, but reading the stories and the accounts of these, of what people have experienced like that people's loved ones dying alone. I just I just read a, another one that somebody posted that their um, dad had you know c- cancer and just died alone in the hospital, and you multiply that by the thousands. I suppose um, people living in isolation, elderly people that they, they don't know what's going on, and there's nothing worse than isolation. It is cruel to isolate seniors and not allow their family members to to be with them so this is it is ridiculous people have been denied medical care they were you know because these things were not considered essential you know I've read stories of people having procedures done having a child that had a procedure done and maybe like one person being able to be with them for a very limited amount of time I mean, where are they coming up with these things? It's not as though we live in the stone age and we don't have protective gear. Right. And then the hospitals being empty <laughs> I know and, that's the kicker uh, part. Yeah. I, I wasn't the- thing about heroes. I think there's something weird too. I don't have heard anybody else say this but me. But it, I think this is part of the programming too. It like this whole conditioning and control, mind control almost. I know that sounds weird, but no. it, what, what it's, else is it? No. This whole hero thing, like right out of the gate, they rolled out after all the fear, driving fear twenty four seven. If it's a real pandemic, you do, would not have to program fear twenty four seven. Right. Every minute of every day, everywhere you go, everything you hear, everything you see, you would not have to do that. If it was a real pandemic, I would. I probably would wear a mask if I was walking outside and people are dropping dead. dead right. Whatever. <laughs> so you you got that going on. Um, but it's just, it's programming, literally program. And then this thing about heroes and then some of those people began to come out in the hospital. Some of those various nurses and things that said what was actually going on in there, that people were being put on ventilators that really were not that bad. Um, and that the ventilators, the protocol that they were using for the ventilators was not anything that we had ever used before. And so, um, yeah, I mean, true... medical people and i'll just say this and then i'll, I'll let me it talk back to okay you. my son is a firefighter my daughter-in-law is a firefighter paramedic they don't like being called the hero they don't like they it just like drives them so crazy when they hear people even trying to brag about well you know or, or being referred to as heroes because they say this is our job right this is what we signed up to do we're not heroes this is what we do
1: yeah. Well, Mia is my life paramedic superhero. You <laughs> love I, Mia. I love Mia and Kim. Kim is the nurse, too. But uh, but yeah, I, I mean, go back to the, the elderly thing for a minute. My dad's 92. I missed his birthday because of this damn thing. They wouldn't let me in, which really irks me. And on Father's Day, I went in and I had to be behind plastic and, you know, and all that. But I haven't been able... And my dad's in hospice, by the way. He's in hospice. I had just put him in hospice for better care, which he has not gotten. But then you brought up the hero thing. I have to tell you, outside my dad's assisted living, and I'm seeing it outside all these other places too, the other assisted living, one of the things that it says is heroes work here. Okay? That's that's yeah. the banner. And so you bring that up. I actually w- was in the car with Randall. I said, what a load of crap. This is nothing but a load of crap crap and and it's not denigrating the people that work there no. but to say that they're heroes it's a load of crap <laughs> and I live in Tennessee where what what I can tell you is in Tennessee we have we're we've been very fortunate I mean even though I'm annoyed as heck at the situation we're not on lockdown like other places are our restaurants are open even though they're you know they're only half capacity and stuff like that. I can play pickleball at least. You know I couldn't for a while, but I can go in. They've changed it where we all hate it because now we got to call up three friends and we got to just you know can't play with other people and it has to be. You know I mean it, it's it's changed everything and it's to me I think this whole thing is a mass. Um, I think we're being controlled conditioned. conditioned and controlled for socialism and which brings me to president donald trump who barefaced actually told me he would vote for this time around so let's talk about president trump what do you think because i know you're a big supporter of trump uh i actually almost went out and bought something but i am very leery still because i don't i uh, because it's hard to it's hard to know if you could really trust this, you know, any politician, even though he's not technically a politician. But I did hear one thing and I want you to weigh in on that on that. And that is that um, during the Republican National Convention, I think I'm not sure. I think it was his daughter or somebody who said that Donald Trump went to Washington and Washington did not change him. He changed Washington what are your thoughts on that
0: well first of all i wish i would have brought my maga hat up here because i would have uh, well I gotta, I gotta i gotta take a break See, so
1: you could go down and get it during the break how's that
0: <laughs> yes i love uh the president i he has done so much uh he's to me he's a hero uh so i fully support him 100 uh, percent. i think he had no idea Uh, the level of evil that is Washington and the establishment, because both of them were against him, not only the left, but also, you know, the, the, the right, the career politicians. Uh, So I, I think that he didn't, had no idea what he was in for. And he, that's the reason that they hate him so much is because he is an outsider and he didn't come to just do politics as usual and just maintain the machine, you know? And so I think that that's, and, and he is exposing things. I mean, what he's doing as far as um, human trafficking, that's hardly getting any coverage at all, but that's a major, you know, human rights issue. He is um, causing so many arrests have been made like all over the country. Um, Yeah, I support him 100%. And I think that he has done everything he can to, you know, to try and help this country. But he has had to deal with one attack after the other, literally, from before he even got in here, like, literally one thing after another, they don't even finish up the previous attack. And then they start the second one. So his the fortitude that he has, the energy, he didn't need this job. And I am right. i am saddened by, you know, Christians that want to just bring up every negative thing about his past. And I say, okay, they don't believe in redemption, obviously. As believers, I thought we were all about redemption.
1: Yeah. But it
0: seems for some individuals, there is no such thing as redemption when it comes to this president. And, you know, I saw somebody just a, a Christian woman saying he's racist. And I I want to say, how is he racist? But I realize that, you know, you have to understand, it. is this a conversation that could be beneficial? Probably not. If they're already saying that about him, when he's done more to um, alleviate the unemployment and he has done prison reform, he has reached out to the i know have you seen you seen,
1: seen the clips that i played where he's pardoned a couple of those prisoners black prisoners by the way a black yeah. woman black man you know i played him on our show because i know nobody saw him
0: yeah because the media yeah they aren't showing anything like that and here's the thing all of those people they were friends with him before he went into you know um all of them literally all of them were his friends until he decided to you know until he ran for the the presidency and now all they've done is mock him but it's because they're afraid of him i think and i i love that he is the most pro-life president that we've ever had yep i think he's the most pro america president i i love him i do too
1: he actually is bringing jobs to america and you know what really what. I told Randall, I said out of everything in... It, Randall didn't watch the RNC. I did. But out of everything I saw, you know, pomp, circumstance, the the fireworks with Trumpo that was really cool. I have to admit yeah. that that was cool, was the fact that he has uh, gotten money back for us that people owe us, you know, because for years, I'm like, what the heck? We're loaning all this money all over the world. Give us our money back. And mm-hmm. he's getting our jobs back, you know. yeah. Th- this whole idea of uh, of, you know, everything being made in China irritates me. I, I want to, I will pay extra if it's made in America and, it, and it's proven it's made in America, for sure. Just like I pay extra to shop locally for yeah, something rather absolutely. than go to Amazon. Um, but, uh, yeah. Okay, so
0: here's and the he's thing. he saying the same thing all this time. He's been, if you go yeah. look at, at shows of him like talking with Oprah or, you know, the, Letterman or whoever, all these clips that are out there, He's saying the same thing that he was saying 20 years ago. This whole thing about China and about America. That has always been um, something that he's been very passionate about.
1: Yeah. Okay. So it's almost eight o'clock people. Is that almost nine o'clock where you're at, Tommy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to stay another half hour? Sure. All right. So I'm going to take a break. You can go get your hat okay okay all right (laughs) just because what the heck all right everybody hey um so i am really happy you're here tonight this is a kind of a this is a special episode the only thing missing from this episode is that i cannot physically hug tommy darn it but you know know. we don't live that far from each other we live what a couple hundred miles something like that Mm some some day we will hug. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, you guys. So, thank you for tuning into the show. If you're new to the show, you know I'm your host, uh, this is Bible News Radio. Uh, you can go to biblenewsradio.com. You can learn more. Those of you who like our show and you want to become sponsor or donor of the show, we are now officially a five hundred one c three. You can donate and get a tax deduction. Anything you do would help us. Uh, don't forget, you can also give to Tommy's ministry as well. Go to her website. I think it's TommyNorman.com. I don't know. I'll have to verify that.
0: That's correct.
1: That's correct. So you can go to Tommy's website. She didn't ask me, by the way. I know she doesn't ask for money either, but um, you know, go bless her as well. And um, tomorrow night, we will be back. We're going to look at some other things uh, in the news. There's a, there's so much, you guys. I swear. There's it, This is a day and time where I really want to be doing a, a show five days a week, but I can't cause I, I don't make enough money to do that. I need to pay my bills. So darn it, but that's okay. You guys keep sending me your stuff. I get them all. Don't worry. Um, and I think that's all really, I, I really don't have any announcements cause you know, whatever. Tommy's still going to get her MAGA hat and, um, you guys, um, just want to say thank you guys for uh, coming in. Um, Rob, I saw your comment earlier about the church uh, that you had written about the, the one church being fined $50,000 uh, for not doing what the government wants. You know what? I, I will say, I'm going to share with you. Um, I shared this in my daily disciples group. and um, And I do believe this was of the Lord. So I want to share an encouragement with you. Okay, so a couple of days ago, I had a dream, and in my dream, there was a, it was a black and white dream, which is highly unusual. Um, I don't dream much and remember it, you know, maybe you guys do, I don't, I don't, I, you know. Anyway, I had this dream, and in this dream, there was a uh, young man, it was black and white, almost kind of like. Come to think of it, it was almost like a surveillance camera type footage. It's hard to explain. But I knew he was of the devil. And I turned in this dream because he was coming at me. And I turned to him and I said, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. Please go. I don't even think I said go. I just said I rebuke you. And he screamed and left. And he fled. And I, and I remember thinking, and I'm sharing this for a reason. I remember thinking... Wow, that's so cool. Man, the name of Jesus. Did you see that? The guy just fled. Woo! Right? And then I'm walking. I'm doing some stuff in this dream. And it's still black and white kind of like footage. And next thing you know, I'm up to this house. And there's a little child. Probably three or four or two or three. Able to walk. And this kid looked demonically oppressed and build as well and I went up to this kid as he started to come towards me I said in the name of Jesus I rebuke you as well you must go and I am not that person people in my dream I'm having this in a dream right and I just said Jesus' name really loud and that kid just went bah and fled and then I woke up and I couldn't wait to tell Randall but he was snoring so I was like I got I can't wait to tell Randall this dream. This is a very interesting dream. Because I've had other dreams, and Randall's had similar dreams. But here's the word God gave me after that. So God showed me, literally right after that, he brought to my mind the word of God, because I, le- I read it, so then he'll remind me. And that was this. He said, don't rejoice that you can do this, that you can cast out demons in my name, but rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life that is the most important thing the gospel the good news is what our culture needs the church needs i do believe there's a, re- a revival taking place right now in america i do believe that the church can turn this election around and i do believe that we can still save america that god can save america and i but i also believe that the enemy is in full force and so my encouragement to you because i really do believe that was from the lord is that number one you need to rejoice that your name is written in the lamb's book of life and those of you who your name is not yet written there it can be very very easily you know Mm -hmm. and that's that's what we do that's what tommy does that's why i mean do you think that we just get on here because we're like oh we're so great no we have a message and the funny thing is and tommy i was thinking about this you can throw her back on randall I the the thing, that, the thing that I was thinking was we haven't uh Tommy and I we have never met in person. We met through periscope. I have still never physically seen her like so does she really exist? <laughs> but you know you know what I mean? But there is a heart connection, there's a call on her life. She I mean, she preached in church recently a great message and there's a call on my life. Uh, to do the same thing and and only God could do that. I mean, I have Rachel here uh, also in our chat and, and we have a number of other people um, in my daily disciples group that the Lord has just put together and every single day in that group, people are just reading God's word. And it cracks me up because for so long, and this is the message God's given me for so long, you've done it on your own. You can't do it on your own anymore. You need a team. You need to be local yeah. with your church and you need to be you know, in fellowship with one another too. And Tommy, I don't know, I want to thank you for being a part of my daily disciples, just jumping in there, reading God's word. And if you want to preach anytime in there, when you're reading that Psalm I'm giving you, (laughs) you you preach away. Because what I'm seeing is a fellowship that's just been born there. And I'm like, wow, I'm just sitting back going, okay, God, I didn't think, you know, what do I know? So anyway, make America great again. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I'm with you I, and I think it's funny too how we met um, because <laughs> I was talking about um, job. remember uh, and I was saying that uh, you know it was the devil that made job sick and the, the whole thing about Job and you you kind of had a different view of it. You've been studying job, but the, so we had two different perspectives. I, I had seen you and I think we were friends, but we hadn't really become i mean we were social media friends but we hadn't really become true friends and so you were you were kind of questioning a little bit where i was coming from on what i was teaching on periscope and uh but then we came together uh through when we were talking about the martyrs you know and you said well if you support the martyrs the voice of the martyrs um then then we're on the same team you know so it's funny how, how that all came about. And now, I mean, you're one of my favorite people, uh, but I agree with what you were just saying. Uh, and thank you also for inviting me to uh, share on your discipleship group, because that got me to go on Facebook finally. So now I'm finally doing, I just started this week doing my broadcast on Facebook. Um, there you go. Do it. So that came out of that. So thank you for that. Um, but I've been saying this, that now is the time, you know, this narrative to believers that, oh, you can just watch online. It's all the same. This is a time when we need community more than ever. Those of us that are able to actually join together in the natural and even those of us here that are literally connected, not just watching, but what we have a, you know, a relationship Um, but people need to have relationships with those that are in their community as well, because we don't know, we don't know what is coming. I never in a million years ever thought that we would be in this position that we are in right now. It literally changed overnight and all of Mm -hmm. us together, this is a neat thing too that all of us together have experienced this together <laughs> like this. like, And we feel the same way about it. Yeah. Know? Well, anyone that can tolerate me for this whole, during this whole time, like ranting against, like, I have tried not to do that, but it has been hard because it's so unjust. It is so wrong. What is happening to our, to the elderly. Um, and you know, the, these poor people, dying alone in hospitals and then not even being able to have a, um, you know, a respectable funeral. Right. It is a stripping away of the humanity and the dignity. It is a very anti-life thing that has happened, dehumanizing, degrading um, and and this, and, and, you know, stripping away of dignity that has happened through this COVID thing and all in the name of keeping us safe. And here's the thing also that gets me is that the people that have been lecturing us the most are the people that celebrate the murder of children, of pre-born children, uh, the people that love abortion, you know, these, these like my governor, like Andrew Cuomo uh, and, and, and the There's rest some- of them. The ones that have had the tightest um, lock on our freedom and on our dignity and, you know, our human rights. These are the people that love and celebrate abortion. So I do not buy their narrative of wanting to keep everybody safe.
1: Randall, I, do you have that video that I sent you a couple of days ago about Black Lives Matters and what they're chanting?
0: Um, I could pull it up.
1: did you see this, Tommy? I don't think so, okay, I'm gonna air this I want you I want you to play that, Randall.
0: okay, will you not you give a um a warning and all that kind i will of stuff I will give we, a warning,
1: okay, so this ties into what you're saying, Tommy. So we're talking about people, so black lives matters, which is of the devil, pure and simple, comes to kill, mm-hmm. steal and destroys. Mm -hmm. uh there is a video that went around and i think it's over on gateway pundit i'm not sure i don't have it in front of me but i sent it to randall earlier yeah maybe it was you i saw it from rachel um so black lives matters um they were i forgot what city it was charlotte charlotte okay charlotte not far from me um they were having a rally and there was a gospel preacher trying to share the gospel to the Black Lives Matters folks, you know, who are supposed to care that Black Lives Matters. Mm -hmm. Um, And what happened was the Black Lives Matters folks began to chant the name of Jesus with the F word. You guys got to hear this. And I normally would not play. I would not normally play this on this show. However, for anybody out there who thinks Black Lives Matter is tolerant and is really all about Black Lives Matters, this is the this is the truth about who they really are. So I think Randall's got it. Um. Yeah, and so we so just so you know, this is a this is a spiritual war, and I'm glad I remembered this because I I wanted to um. And, and that's why I think this dream I had was very interesting too. Yeah, and Rachel said it needs to be played. Okay, you ready? Yep. Um. Okay. Okay, that's good enough. Uh, yeah. Now, did you ever think in America you would see a Marxist, socialist, communist group like Black Lives Matters, which was founded by two lesbians, chant that? No. I cried when I saw that, by the way.
0: It doesn't surprise me, though. I mean, everything else that they're doing, I can't say that it surprised me at all. But, I mean, that is that is another aspect of the utter hypocrisy of all of this. I mean... you know a lot of them are are white they're 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 antifa and they're they're being paid um you know to to do what they're doing so there's nothing like they're not sincere but yeah they basically want to overthrow um our country and i mean they're making a go they're giving it a go right now and so you know and then I mean, our country is in a position that I don't think we've ever been in before. You realize that there are generals, you know, that were actually plotting to um, a coup against our president.
1: Um, No, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, like that, the last um, one, I mean, some of these ones that were supposed to be, uh, that we thought were, you know, um, good, that turns out not so much. And that's why I have so much respect for and love for our president. Um, but literally setting that what is happening to police officers also is oh just, yeah these I am so um, upset about this these poor men and women who have have given their whole lives to their um, communities I mean 99.9% of them are good we know that you know it's like anything else there's a 1% of everything that is isn't good but they have just let, that just happened to be the thing that they chose to be the catalyst. I mean, there's nothing real or true about it. And now they're, they are resigning. I think I heard like 30 something, or maybe it was probably way more than that. Um, you know, chiefs have resigned like in the past uh, few months and it, it, every single day they're, they're leaving their job. And, and a lot of them, like they're taking early retirements, they're, you know, and I think how sad to spend your whole life working on in this career and everything that they deal with, and then come to the end and have uh, these criminals come in and def- you know do what they're doing and, you know, s- just talk about them the way they do, and scream in their faces. and that goes right along with the whole dehumanizing um a stripping of the dignity it's it's and we're being conditioned you know that oh so now you see it and it's like oh 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 this is happening over here oh this is happening over there and i noticed that with the blm and the uh antifa that they keep ratcheting it up they keep ratcheting it up And so now they're, you know, being violent with people, like people that are sitting outside eating or inside in restaurants, you know, getting in their faces. And the last one that I saw, they were, I think this was in like Rochester, throwing um, chairs and throwing bottles and, you know, these people were getting up and running for their lives. So, um, yeah, I I never thought that I would see this. And the other thing that is shocking is seeing people just sit there and and while this is happening instead of while these people are getting in the face of individuals and young people. And some of these young people have refused to acquiesce and, you know, put up the fist and, and do the things that they were demanding of them. I am also shocked to see like grown men sitting there watching this and not getting up and doing something about it. Oh, yeah. like the people that are there eating, like what has happened to men in this culture?
1: Well, they've been feminized. I mean, and there's there's some vile videos going around of a man raping a woman and nobody doing anything. Yeah. To- I mean, yeah. who the hell rape, That's I mean, so- who just- the hell videotapes that? And doesn't go and try to help somebody by the way over on youtube sorry we've been kind of ignoring you not by on purpose but barb barb is actually saying going back just for a minute says this is classic mind control in my opinion the vents are killing people at least that's what some medical staff thought by the way she worked in the medical field for a long time so she knows that um and angie says it's a load of crap and i've worked in the medical field both hospital and assisted living i still don't trust donald trump trojan horse and uh, that's what barb says and we can only judge by the fruits angie says she's she agrees um so yeah it's it's (laughs) i i feel similarly but at the same time right now there's no way in the world i would vote for biden no way I don't even think that guy is emotionally stable. I think he's got dementia or something. And can you imagine Camilla being our president? If that's the, I mean, you talk about somebody who hates America. America. Oh my gosh. Oh, one other thought. The mask thing. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Islamic women in
0: bondage. That's what it reminds me of. Same here. I would wear, you might as well wear a burqa. I saw that from the beginning. Yeah. And you know, And here in Michigan, we actually have a, um, there's uh, an exception. If you have a medical condition, you don't have to, uh, then you can opt out of wearing it. Nobody opts out of it. In some states, you don't even have that, at least our governor. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: this is another thing about our governor, even though she's, you know, she's doing a lot of terrible things. In the very beginning, she backed off of persecuting the church. She said she would not penalize the church. She would not deem the church essential, but she said she would not penalize the church. So I, I, I gave her credit. So churches in Michigan did not have to shut down. The majority did. Um, and some still are, some are still having outside services. My church has opened back up, um, but yeah, but the mask mandate here, you can say that you have a medical reason for not wearing it, which if I am questioned because they, they change it all up. Sometimes no one is checking anything. Other times they have people at the door with masks. And so they're giving people, the, they're sending the message. If you come in here, you have to wear a mask. But I have learned that, um, that you know half the time they don't say anything. And if they do, then I say, I cannot medically tolerate it, a mask, because I can't. I like breathing the, out of my face. Yeah. You know, God created me with a nose and mouth and I am not going to cover that for anybody. Even though we have that here in Michigan, people are still wearing the mask. You know why? Initially, because they don't want to deal with it. Like they don't want to make a scene. They don't want to be questioned. They don't want to, which, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, if you cannot stand up. Okay. To breathe out of your face, your own mouth and nose.
1: All right. So I saw, I think it was Todd Friel from... Uh, wretched. I think it was him. Pretty sure it was him because he's snarky. Um, yeah. I, I, I saw him actually give a 15 or 20 minute rant about why we should submit to the government and because they have control over us and blah, blah, etc. Romans 13, etc. Blah, blah, blah. And of course. that was why... You know, people don't complain. You should obey the government. There's God's people over you. What's your thoughts on that? Cause I, I don't like wearing masks either. I can't I can't I can't I can't breathe. I can't breathe with it on. And when I go into pickleball, I'll wear it like this. And then I'll take it off as I'm walking down the hall. I don't even wear it through the whole hall. And well, then when if I have that's to...
0: the case, you know, then um, Daniel in the Bible didn't get that memo. Daniel was out of order, the early church was out of order, Peter was out of order, and Paul, uh, the disciples, the apostles, they were all out of order because the government also commanded them for the sake of public safety, basically, that they should not speak about the name of Jesus. And they said, should we obey God or should we obey man? Uh, And they chose to obey God. So, I mean, Daniel was instructed by the king, do not pray. Remember how they set Daniel up? Do not pray. And what did Daniel do? You know, he opened up his windows and he prayed toward Jerusalem. And they knew he would do that. That's why they made that law. Um, So over and over again, we see that the early church, they did not submit when they were told that they could not, you know, worship God and then you remember Paul when Paul was illegally detained and when they found out he was a Roman citizen and they said oh you okay you can go and he said no I'm not I'm not going um you go get the go get your leaders you know go get the officials to come and and release me so I'm I'm not just going to go quietly So, no, I think when, you know, in this case, telling us that we cannot worship God, and furthermore, so we have an obligation to worship God. We are the church, and God governs his church. It is not subject to uh, our government, and that's the beautiful thing about being an American, a United States citizen, whether I'm a Christian or not, even though I'm a Christian, it does not take away my right as an American citizen, to worship God and to live in freedom and to, you know, to be free and to pursue happiness. All of these things are natural rights. They're not given by the government. And so the government, if the government is uh, acting in a godless manner, then I have no obligation to submit to that. And I never will.
1: That's why I like you. We we'll probably end up in jail together.
0: <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> you know what? If I can. If you're gonna go to jail, that would be the thing to uh, go to jail for. Well, right?
1: Peter and Paul did, and they 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 made converts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wasn't it C.S. Lewis that said something to the effect of, um, "We're not here to make converts of man's opinion, but we're here to make converts." for Christ. Right. And, you know, I think it's interesting the state of the church, um, and you see, I, I and I'm going to watch Jack Hibbs church. Can okay? I just saying Cause I love him and I, I, have always loved him for a long time. Um, but what I can say is that it's, it's, it's encouraging for me to see people getting awake and, even though the word woke is so stupid I and mean, it's like oh mm-hmm. we're woke we're woke to you know you guys not it, the people who are so-called woke are idiots i mean no offense if you're one of those but <laughs> just but the bible says so the fool is that it, his heart there is no god and uh, being called a fool isn't real uh, a good thing somebody's attacking you over there by the way you guys you know so do christians support trump's insults of dead veterans and current military members make American great. Oh, you're, you're one of those people.
0: Just a troll. Just yeah, a troll. I know. I, I got over trolls a long time ago. I know. The worst thing you can do is give them any attention. So I just ignore. Yeah. just <laughs> dis- They're disrespectful. I mean, all you got to do, if you've ever watched Trump for very long, he idolizes the military. Yeah. So, you know. Oh, did no. you see
1: that clip of him, the viral clip where he was getting on air force one and the soldier who was standing out there he had his hat on it was windy and the hat kept blowing off and Trump went and he put it back on his head yes and he did it twice cuz it came off twice yeah. and the soldier just stood there the whole time didn't didn't salute didn't do he did his job right mm-hmm.
0: and i thought yeah
1: do you think obama would have done that yeah i don't think so but maybe no, I don't
0: believe these um, stories. I mean, how convenient! They're just now coming out, coming out with it. You know, this Bob Woodward. What in the world? He needs to go and retire somewhere. You know, he comes out with this. You know, he's the whole Watergate guy. He wrote the Watergate. You know, he was in. I guess he exposed it or whatever he did. But he did this the last time too, like the twenty sixteen. Uh, he came out with stuff, and so no, he is just a, a desperate. And here's the thing: somebody mentioned this, and I think it's interesting that it seems like the the left is throwing everything at the same time out there. Instead of you can't you can't follow it all. Instead <laughs> of dropping one, you know, if this is the October surprise that has been moved up to September because of the success of the you know the RNC and then the. Um, the last couple events that he just had, you know, the, the one in North Carolina and then the one in Michigan yesterday. Uh, so if, they're just throwing everything they got out there right now. They're not even timing them or spacing them. But this is what they've been doing now since before he got elected. So
1: by the way, I think
0: people are over it.
1: By the way, I want to tell you, um, you know, Sarah Huckabee, I, I forgot her other name. But you know, Huckabees yeah. kid. she was in the Trump administration. she has a brand new book out, and I got a press release about it. Pray I can get her on my show. I know yes! this, this is a that little this great. is a, I know somebody who knows her, and they said that they can hook her up, so I don't know if that will happen, but if you guys wouldn't that be cool, that would be cool, huh?
0: That would be great, so um,
1: love her, love her, yeah, that would be be something but anyway okay so it's eight twenty-six. i know you and me could talk a lot so <laughs> uh yeah Fine. you guys sarah huckabee sanders ah, there you go rachel thank you my yes my brain i'm gonna write that down before i forget uh okay um all right well make america great again do, do you think president trump will win again
0: yes if The, uh, you know, uh, unless we have the massive voter fraud that they are already trying to do by sending out all these um, ballots and, you know, so, yeah, I I think if barring that, yes, I do. But they're going to try to drag it out, um, you know, to way past the, you know, the, the election date and, you know, Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton has said, you know, that he should not concede whatsoever, no matter what. So, yeah, they're going to try, you know, to prevent him from, you know, being installed as uh, as for a second term. But um, that, you know, so I do think that he will win by a landslide. So that is my official prediction, that he will absolutely win by a landslide. I I heard the other night people calling in to see uh, C-SPAN after the, it was like, I don't know, it was, I think after that convention, one of the conventions, and it was kind of embarrassing for the the people there because one after another, they said they were Democrats, they were former Democrats, they were sick to death of their party, they were, they would never vote uh, Democrat again, and so I think that they speak for a lot of people.
1: Yeah. And I think real patriots, frankly, I think, I think those of us who are awake, I think we can go out and do it. And, and, but, but the voting, that's, that's the big thing on everybody's mind. I know that everybody's like, oh, the mail-in ballots, no, you go in person. (laughs) And I think that they should also have it mandated where you got to show your license or something, because I know voter fraud. I have friends in California. I have a lot of friends in California, but I know people from last time who in Costa Mesa had all of their, first of all, she went online to, to, to vote found out she had already voted. Number one, number two, they found all these ballots in a trash bin down in Costa Mesa, which this was a pretty conservative area. Um, and all that. And here's the thing going back to California just for a second. I got saved in California. California has a huge Christian history. Uh, all the way up and down California is there, I mean, places all over California, they, it's a Christian. The Azusa Pacific, the Azusa Street Revival took place there. Cal, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Vineyard and Calvary Chapel were born there, the Jesus Movement. So the, yeah. they're there. California um is on fire right (laughs) right now and and i think i you know there's a part there's a little part of me that goes okay we're seeing judgment in the flesh but there's also fire in the heavens and the church will be the one to help make sure that 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 california comes back and oregon's on fire too and oregon's pretty liberal as well so it's like and yeah it's raining in tennessee people just saying And they're they're
0: saying that they're literal arsonists they're catching oh yeah i believe it so this these people there is a the spirit of lawlessness you know that the bible talks about it seems like there's a whole nother level almost of just um you know demons that are functioning and causing chaos uh, in, in the earth realm right now but There's a prophetic word and probably more than one uh, about revival happening, beginning in San Francisco. And so, you know, some of these great big gatherings that they've been having out there are are pretty, pretty wonderful. And it's pretty exciting to see that God moving in the midst of all that. So, yeah, I definitely am believing for uh, for revival and for awakening uh, in California, and that California will be saved in spite of um, you know some of these bad bad actors.
1: That's all they are.
0: Yeah, yeah. And who who would have ever thought that John MacArthur? What is he? Eighty two or something like that? You know that he is um, the spotlight is on him. And here he is at his age, standing up and saying, you know, whatever. If I if they take me to jail, then that's what they're going to have to do because I'm not uh, I'm not backing down. It's like wow, that's that's inspiring. You know, I can get behind that. And somebody said to me, well, Tommy, he wouldn't even acknowledge you as a preacher. Like I don't care. This isn't even about that. You know, I can set that aside. Because of what's happening right now, you know, he is taking a stand, and I support him one hundred percent. And I'm I'm thankful that he is rising up as an example, and not just him. I know the others that we've mentioned as well. Yep. Yeah. He, I didn't know he was that old. Wow. Yeah. I, that is Eighties.
1: Yeah. Somebody said 80, eighty-two. So all right. Well, I hate to end this. I don't want to. Just to be honest, but. It's been fun, it, Stacey. It, it, yeah, we should just do it quicker next time. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I agree. Just any
1: time. I was thinking we should do a Tuesday night show. Just me and you on Tuesday. Yeah. But I don't know yeah. what your schedule's like. I don't know. That popped in my head earlier. Uh, but, but yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk. Let's talk.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd like
1: that. <sighs> All right, everybody. Uh, like I said, go over to Tommy's website, TommyNorman.com. Give her some money. <laughs> Just, yeah. why not do yes,
0: it i agree i agree <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then go over to my website afterwards and give me a little bit too <laughs> that's, right. that's right that's what we're all about people we're all about the money as you could tell oh
0: yeah uh, yeah um and that's what I'm, I'm periscope
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah anyway no in all seriousness uh you want you
0: want to pray us out Pastor, absolutely. Yes, okay. sounds good. Let's pray. Okay. Okay. Heavenly Father, we love you tonight. We worship you. We give you glory and honor and praise. We acknowledge you as good as the glorious God over all of creation, Father. We're so thankful for this opportunity to come on this platform uh, and all these social media platforms and share the great news of the gospel. Father, I pray today if there is one listening to us that does not know you, that they would call on your name, that they would receive you as their Lord. You said that if they would do that, then you would give them the power to become your son, your daughter. Father, you said that today is the day of salvation. So I pray tonight if there is one person listening who feels that in their heart, that they want to know you, that they need to get right with you, that they will do that. Lord, I bless Stacy and Randall and their ministry. We pray a blessing over every single viewer, those that will watch on the replay. In Jesus' name, be made whole in your body, be encouraged in your spirit. Father, right now we pray for this great nation and for our president and Vice President. Father, we pray your blessing upon them. We pray that you would continue to give them wisdom and understanding as they lead this nation. Father, we pray that you would protect them from every attack and from all harm, that you would uh, remove and expose uh, unrighteous people that are within their ranks. And Father, we commit this broadcast now to you, and we thank you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. Remember, be
1: bold, stand up, and go with God, people, because he loves you, and your name is written in his book. Yeah, it is.